Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Tracy Elmer, Chief Innovation Officer at TrueCare. Tracy, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me to participate. Now, I know there's a lot to talk about. Health technology and IT is really, really uh, moving fast right now, and and a lot is happening. (laughs) So I think we'll have a lot to catch up on. But before we dive into the broader conversation, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Well, thank you for the introduction. Um, I've been at TrueCare now for about four and a half years, and it's certainly been an interesting time given the circumstances of our world. But such a wonderful time to be innovating, um, but have been really part of the HIT industry for goodness, most of my career and still so proud of my very humble beginnings or roots starting as a health information file clerk at such a small hospital years ago, but have really been in the change transformation world, you know, leading change for over 20 years now. And certainly a lot of my focus um, being around clinical systems implementation, epic implementation, um, and of course, general change leadership. Absolutely. That's great to hear. And, you know, I I think um, that background just really primes you for uh, a lot of uh, information and and definitely um, a great, being a great asset to how quickly um, technology and innovation can affect healthcare and then really, um, you know, make a difference for organizations. So, you know, when you look at where we're at today, what are some of the opportunities that you see ahead over the next year or two? And what are some of the headwinds as well that you have your eye on and that health system executives and leaders should be thinking about too? Well, to your point, you know, our industry continues to move so rapidly and yet it's still right with so much change and, and environmental updates, you know, regulatory and otherwise. And so being able to pivot and stay adaptable, of course, being so crucial and for us at TrueCare, you know, we we are so proud to have been in the compassionate care business now for over 50 years, and we always are looking ahead. And right now, for us, our headwinds really are around um, our patients, right, and how our population and demographics are starting to shift. And certainly, we've been really excited about offering new access points and ways to connect to care using, of course, virtual health, which is still a big focus for us. Um, and leveraging that, as well as our patient portal, and really doing what we can to create at their convenience tools and really connecting to digital health in unique ways. And for us, right now, as we look ahead and look at opportunities and really where those, as you said, the headwinds are taking us, we see a, a really big need for us to focus on digital health literacy and have established a campaign accordingly. And particularly what we're facing is a really large change of demographics with our baby boomers who are aging up, so to speak. And so really looking at more tailored care options and ways in which we can also connect with them and help them, especially with so many new ways in which we're supporting care. And and for example, part of our campaign is specifically focused on helping seniors and, and really looking at our patients who haven't yet readily adopted some of those tools and to kind of, you know, dive in more and help them. And then also incredibly important is is where we're at with the end of the public health emergency. We are going through, uh, the country is going through a Medi-Cal redetermination process. And so we 
see so many millions of people at risk for losing that incredibly important healthcare coverage. So that's a huge focus for us right now, particularly in California, where, you know, one in every five Californians are served by a community health center like ours. And one out of three are Medi-Cal beneficiaries. So we're really doing all we can to assure they can keep those important benefits and keep focus on that preventative care. Absolutely. That's such a great point. And, you know, I am just interested in thinking through right now, if you're a hospital health system or a health plan or a leader in general in healthcare, like you said, it's so imperative to reach um, people who are, are sometimes really hard to reach it and help them understand that yes. they need to go through this process, um, you know, to make sure they still have coverage and that um, the, the healthcare organizations will be able to re- receive payment for the healthcare services that they deliver. So, you know, when you look at the role of technology in in digital transformation in uh, being able to do that, where, I guess, do we win in terms of, uh, you know, the last few years being prepared for that and where are we still falling short? No, that's a great question. And I would say that where the wins are is that we at TrueCare, we've introduced a number of tools that help us connect digitally with our patients. And to that end, Having tools that allow us to text with our patient or them to text with us or my chart is our patient portal where we can assure maybe we've lost their address, for example, which is where and how you know we would normally traditionally connect. Now we have other ways we can do outreach. Technology is allowing us to have that expanded means and in a really rapid, efficient way to connect with our patients, to provide reminders, education, to tell them where they can go for support and help, whether it's healthcare related or in this case, you know, enrollment related, so, or community resource based. And I think that the digital, I would say, introduction that we really emphasize the last three years makes a big difference from where we were even just, you know, four, four years ago. So um, that's, that's really a game changer for us and our patient base. And we're definitely using those tools accordingly. Got it. That's great to hear. And, you know, um, love the idea of, of being able to really leverage that and uh, connect with people on a consistent basis as much as possible. Now, you know, in looking towards the next couple of years or so, how do you think about growth and adding value to the organization, whether it's, you know, the important work that you're doing and then how hospitals, health systems and clinicians as well should be thinking about that to really make a difference? Um, I know technology will be a big part of the future, regardless of, yes. of where you sit. So. <laughs> Um, I'm just really curious to know from your perspective what that will look like and how people should be uh, preparing now to to really add value in the future. That's great. And technology is definitely an enabler, right? And a connector and, and all things. And for us, you know, when we think about growth and we think about the value add, so much is, is, is always consistently us thinking about what are the needs of our communities? And really, again, we're constantly focused on that access, those access points, the access to care, and doing everything that we can do to serve those in our community who need it, regardless of, of course, their income or health insurance status. And I think that the technology introduction there really helps with promoting health equity, right? You're giving more means for connection in ways that we don't have some of those more traditional barriers to care in the way anymore when you can connect in that way. It's not the only way, it's another way in which we start in which we can continue to build that relationship of care, the trust within that care, you name it. And for us right now, when you think about growth, as I mentioned, you know, we have an aging population. And so, so much of our emphasis right now is around creating a more tailored care model for our older adult population 
And again, to the point you're make, you've made in your question, really enhancing what we can do, again, to support the outside of the traditional four-wall four care model to create a digital health experience that's far more improved and really working with the population of patients who've been more hesitant to adopt technology. And there's a lot of good reasons why, and there's a lot that's just centered around fear of the unknown or not knowing where to start. And so for us, as we think about growth, those are some of our key areas and really just really leaning in and working with our patient engagement group to understand those, you know, again, points around hesitancy and, and working on education campaign and partnerships to help support them as we go. And of course, when I talk about growth and I talk about the needs of our communities, I can't go without highlighting the incredible importance in our community health center world of partnerships, right? And continuing to leverage those. And I think in the past, I've mentioned Uber Health is a good example where, you know, transportation being a significant barrier, being able to use them as a partner, which again, leverages technology to assure that we can have our patients get easy, quick, fast, rapid, rapid transport to their clinic appointment and home. That's such a great point and definitely, you know, something that is making a difference. And so I appreciate you calling out Uber Health and then the things that you're doing too um, that really make a difference and can be impactful for communities across the board. And, and I know right now partnerships is the name of the game in healthcare. There's so many yeah. um, things that are needed to leverage. So that's awesome. I know too, um, you know, right now is a particularly challenging time just because of the economic situation and many organizations are experiencing staff shortages or um, especially for hospitals and health systems. So when you look at, you know, trying to stay abreast of the big things that are happening, what they need for patient care, what is still an investment or risk that, that's worth taking this year to make sure that um, as an organization, whether, you know, you're on the provider side or, um, you know, the support side, you're really doing your job and doing what you can do and in, in setting yourself up for success in the future? Um, good question. You, you really made me think about the investment in people, right? And certainly always, every day, it's about our patients and our community that we serve. And our investment will always be around expansion, growth, removing those barriers as mentioned. And again, noting again, the need for us to really invest in our aging population. But I think the investments we've started and will continue to emphasize is that in, in the people who work at TrueCare, our staff, our providers, and really it's beyond doing the, the right things, right, to create a, a world where you feel fairly compensated or competitively compensated, where you have good benefits. It's so much around culture and wellness and that belonging. And I really am so proud of our organization's emphasis in this for the last Probably two, I mean, we've been, it's an always thing, but it's really been a strategic imperative that we've really continued to set forth goals and just continue to do everything we can to pour into those who are taking care of our patients. And, you know, I think that that's going to continue to be an area of focus and emphasis for us in the years ahead. We know that burnout was a real thing before the pandemic. It's even worse after, you know, we've got to take care of our own in order to take care of our whole and what we, what we often say is our employees represent our patients, our patients are our employees. So we believe that investing in them, pouring into their wellness in the culture really is a direct reflection back to the serving, the way we serve our patients. 
Absolutely. I, I love that. And, you know, that focus on the patient is so important um, as well as the team that's serving them. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Before we wrap up our conversation, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about, um, you know, yourself and, and true care as well. What do you see as the best opportunities for growth in the future? How do you see yourself and your role and your teams changing? Ooh. You know, I think that, you know, my team is diverse. Um, as the CIO, you know, I, I, there's the traditional department of IT, um, as well as project management analytics, um, certainly um, health information. I think that the growth there and, and the opportunities is to continue to leverage um, technology to work smarter, right? Always consistently optimizing um, for the greater good of not just, again, the digital health, you know, strategy we have, but for our own way in which we work together. I think, you know, informatics analytics will continue to play such a significant role as we continue to maximize and operation, oper, excuse me, maximize and optimize operations and workflow support. And I continue to see us, you know, enhancing this area, focusing on continued education, you know, all things to just create such a you know, more streamlined, efficient way to work, but with the highest level of quality always in focus. And again, if we continue to just create a center of excellence and focus on being brilliant, even with the basics, you know, that again, helps us to have greater capacity to support growth and expansion and able to pivot wherever, you know, the, the world of healthcare is gonna take us for the things we know about and that we know we won't have expected, but will come our way. And again, just continuing to focus on growth in our future, again, really that tailored care model, again, the access points, really enhancing the mobility factor, which I didn't mention earlier, but we do have, we have grown significantly in our mobile care and having several different um, transportation or these larger fleets of mobile clinics going out to our communities, bringing both medical and dental care. So I think us being able to grow that and, and take care to our patients and community versus requiring them to come to us will be something we continue to invest and grow in as well. So really just continuing to be ready for anything that comes our way. That's really the intention and goal. I love it, Tracy. Thank you so much for joining us today and, and sharing some of these insights. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing you as well in October at our Health IT Digital Health and Revenue Cycle event here in Chicago. I know it's going to be such a fun time at Navy Pier and a lot of these themes are going to come up and uh, be part of the larger conversation. So I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Likewise, and thank you and thank Becker's Healthcare for offering this platform for us to network and share our thoughts and really just learn from each other and help each other. You know, we really are all, all in this together. So I'm so grateful for this platform and the opportunity and for your time as well. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there. Mm -hmm.